That's the thing that, you know, I've been looking at and really looking at the jungle is a lot about that. The idea that you can be strong enough that these things will not walk up and at least attempt to look through you with their quarters. Mm. You're, you can't resist that. You have no idea it's even happening until you're full in it. Right? And that's if you even recognize it going on in the first place. Mm. That something has taken your will and running you and, and <laughs> justifying its presence when you want it nothing more to be done. Hmm. Do you understand what I mean? I do. Yeah. So, you know, it's like you can't actually stop things from coming in and trying to do that. So it's basically your will is, do I choose to act on it or not? Your will is, do I open up these eyes for that? Do I open up the shutters on this view? To that, or do I just say no, right? And just keep saying no to it. You know, it's like spirits are like people. If you really want to know who they are, say no to them once in a while, especially <laughs> when it's something that matters to them and they've applied no fucking effort of their own into. And they come and ask you to fucking cure that ill and just go, yeah, no. Now you'll know who they are. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the same spirits, right? <laughs> I mean, one that's just there just to get a clear view and a connection. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. There's some people who walk up to a soda machine, put their dollar in, hit that button, get their Coca-Cola. There's others that fucking machine eats that dollar and they push it a couple times. Like, Fuck it, walk away. And there's others who put that dollar in that machine and they push that button and it won't give them the Coca-Cola and they beat the shit out of it <laughs> for that Coca-Cola. You know, you understand what I mean? I mean, mm -hmm. you know, it's like there are going to be entities afoot out there. Call them, let's just call them that. Let's just give them a name. Entities, muse, influence coming in. Um, you know, like there's a lot of great storylines and great dialogue in movies or, you know, some books. Oh, they didn't think about that. That did not come to them as a thought that came, a, a being brought that. It's like, you know, when I sit there and, you know, my more lofty thoughts for me, my more brilliant thinking for my own self, I don't think I'm brilliant by any stretch, but it's coming from somewhere else, mm -hmm. right? And it has a higher frequency of energy to it. So it's actually more alive than, you know, Bagging groceries. You know what I mean? It, there's there's an emphasis there on energetic presence and well-being. But so we have that. But that also operates on the other side. Right? There's a whole contingency of that that wants to control, manipulate, make afraid, treat you like a child, make you their subjects. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, like um, Klaus Schwab. Lovely man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you look at this guy, right? I mean, that's Dr. Evil. That's what that is. Her, she should get sharks with fucking laser beams. He's something. Yeah, I mean, you know, hey, man, who, who, what, what's influencing you and why? Oh, because it's, it's influencing you. Mm -hmm. Do you think I'm subject to what's influencing you? <laughs> yes, he does. Right? And he will force it. Oh, yeah. Right? So, you know, he's Not just one of them. There's plenty of them, you know, that feel like that what's motivating them is a sense 
that comes in, takes their will, and now we're here to be your mommy and your daddy. You'll have to keep you safe because you don't know how to do that on your own. We're here to take care of you. I mean, the minute the government says we're here to keep you safe, run like hell because they're going to jab you with something or lock you up somewhere. That's just what's going to happen. You should know that. What's one area of life where government has actually made it better? (laughs) You know, here's one. Okay. People say police force. What? People say police force is better. In a lot of ways, that is one of them. Okay. Could you imagine, all right, your average unicorn fairy godmother having to defend herself and, you know, and, and like be able to take out a bandit, right? You know, and it's like, well, if there's no cop around, what happens then? Well, there's fewer bandits because they, some bandits don't really want to reap the benefits of their crime, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So right? here's one of the things. So a need for a security force, absolutely. But this is a service provided by your, our local government. Right. And how much say do we have in, in customer satisfaction if we don't like how it goes down? What kind of recourse do the, the people have if they're pleased with the service? Received. <laughs> uh, you know, all I, I mean, yeah, that's a big conversation in the world. It's but maybe not I mean, I, for me, it's like I have to look at my personal interaction with law enforcement oh, that no. I've had over the years. Yeah. I haven't had any in a very long time. And the ones I have had has been social more than anything. Um, you know, and, and I, you know, we live in a place where, you know, there's, there's, there's maybe not now, I don't, I don't know about now, but there's some shady past. And, yeah, the worst. You thing. know, in, in the law enforcement in this area, for sure. Yeah. You know, and, and some of it got cleaned up, thankfully. And some, who knows? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't, it's, I don't know. Maybe it's because we live in the mountains and it's a different thing. And, yeah. you know, up in the mountains, I can have long hair. It's no issue at all. I mean, I we drive to Texas constantly. And mm-hmm. I, have never been pulled over i've never been messed with nothing it's like Mm -hmm. i get it well you're white so you know you're a white man it's a patriarchy yeah but you know when i was a kid mm, yeah that wasn't that wasn't playing when you had hair down here Mm. yeah they messed with me too Mm -hmm. i mean i got messed with a lot when i was young and it does feel a little different but at the same time i think it's a lot of it might have to do with I don't know. I think maybe possibly, and I'm not saying that you know people are really doing any serious inner work, but for the majority of the population, they just don't want any trouble. Oh yeah. So they're not going to speak truth to power. They're not going to resist certain things, mm-hmm. you know. And those that do, maybe they get made them. There are definitely parts of this country where that law enforcement is as crooked as it gets. Like, well, you know. Back in the eighties, right, with all the, the the crack going around LA, then it was the LAPD doing that. They were working with the CIA. Yeah, oh, yeah, I absolutely. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. There was a, I mean, you know, conspiracy theories. Shit, they've been around forever. So you know, when I went diving into all of like what's actually going on, I was doing that in like the late eighties, you know, mm-hmm. early nineties, and it's like it's funny because a lot of this is coming out now. It was there then. 
It's just nobody. I mean, it, it didn't, one never took, right? It, it's not being encouraged by anybody. And then the internet comes and it kind of comes forward. But uh, what was his name? Rupert. Something, Michael Rupert, I think. I don't know. Well, anyway, he worked for the LAPD, and he was approached by the CIA for dealing drugs. Okay. And he went before Congress and spoke, mm-hmm. you know, and, and did the whole thing, and they just didn't take it seriously. Oh, he's, he, <laughs> he blew the whistle on the whole operation, uh-huh. but they didn't believe him. Uh-huh. I think his name was Michael Rupert. <clears throat> I think okay. that's who it was. But yeah, there was all kinds of talk about that, that, you know, that hmm. they were flooding South Los Angeles with cocaine. And cocaine and crack, both. And, you know, and it's like, well, why would they do that? Yeah, because they have black operations that can't use public money. So, of course, they have an incentive Mm -hmm. to do that. It's like you said, if you have a printer and you can print money, what's going to keep you straight? Eventually, you're going to go off the deep end. So, if you're like an intelligence agency with massive amounts of power and really no repercussions for anything you do wrong that we've noticed any way, not that any American citizen's gone, Hey, you know, that slap on the hand didn't look like it hurt that much. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. So when they lost, cause there was some point, I don't know exactly what year it was where they could not fund black clandestine operations with public money. Right. That all had to be disclosed. Well, they still want to do those things. Mm-hmm. So what do you do to finance your operations? You find an Ollie North. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you, you know, it's like it's common knowledge and it should be. And if it's not common knowledge in America, then it's like you definitely need to wake up. Yeah. Because like Vietnam, there's a lot of heroin coming back in those bags. Mm-hmm. You know, even the even Afghanistan, there's a whole lot of poppy fields being guarded by the army. The poppy be. is heroin. Mm-hmm. It is, you know, what's in your Oxycontin. So, you know, these ideas for why these wars are happening, you know, and it's, but again, let's get, I mean, we're going off in the weeds about it because just to describe some of this stuff that you can notice, it's right there in your face. And it can cause a lot of anxiety within you, even if it has no involvement in your life, it, your loved ones or friends or anything. It's weird. It's like, because Don Juan used to tell Carlos that. It's the way you are taught to see the world. You regard it as a real world when it's just the definition. And many other worlds could be going on simultaneously. You're just in, what did he call it? Carlos put it, the syntax of the mother tongue, mother culture speaks to you. Hmm. Right? So you can have mother culture speak to you. Or you can have mother earth speak to you. Mother Earth is connected to the cosmos. Mother culture is connected to something that we probably don't even know what it is. I would call it an overlord kind of feeling to it. Mm -hmm. A kind of you are our pets or you are our property or you are our our little children. Our wards. Our wards. (laughs) Yes. Wards of the state. Mommy and daddy. (laughs) Mommy. What what pronouns do I use? <laughs> Daddy, is it okay if I leave some cocaine in the White House? <laughs> you sure I won't get in trouble? You know what I mean? And, and so this is and it's weird because everyone realizes this is the world they live in. It's a complete farce. I mean, it's a clown world. It's, it's one, a clown world. But it, it. and here's how nefarious and just fucking brilliant this thing that influences them is. Everybody is so saturated in it. It's like they're 
their identity is so connected to what that system is and what it represents, mm-hmm. the things they can procure from it, mm-hmm. procure from it. Either, I think, actually. That the idea of it going away is far scarier than letting them do what they want as long as the cars are for sale and the gas is there and the internet is on and I can take a vacation mm-hmm. to Hawaii. As long as it's comfortable, not too uncomfortable. Right. It's like, yeah, we know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, it's like we all know that, you know, watch your back because the vultures are picking people off left and right. And those vultures could be your government, it could be your law enforcement, it just could be some asshole who off the rails he went, off the res he goes, and here we go, he's on a murdering spree. I mean, it could be any one of those things. And it's like, so your your society's constantly got to deal with this. That these things are out there and they're lurking around, you know, and it's, I, I look at, you know, where we sit as a culture. It's like this thing, it's almost like, and I've met, I've met people like this. The majority of them have been women. I'll say that. I, I remember one in particular, this woman, I moved into this house in Rancho Cucamonga. Girlfriend of mine mm-hmm. was living in Upland, California. So I wanted to be closer to her, so I transferred my job to a location in Rancho Cucamonga and just rented that room in a big house there. So I'd be closer to her. Mm -hmm. I was like 18, maybe. Yeah, 18 and a half, something like that. And I move into this house, and there's a couple living there. Because you can't afford your own place. And I didn't want to. I wanted money to Mm -hmm. go out and do things, right? So cheap rent that way. But this guy beat the shit out of her. I mean, beat the living hell out of her, hmm. right? And he would be gone. And when he was gone, she would come sit at the table, at the kitchen table with me and my ex-girlfriend. And, you know, we would talk to her. I was like, why, why do you put up with this? You know, and she would totally know that this is not right for her, that he doesn't treat her well. She knows it. Beyond a shadow of a doubt, she knows she's being abused. Mm-hmm. And that she's being taken advantage of, she's being lied to, cheated, connived, the whole thing. But, and you know, and it's would go on over mm-hmm. and over and over and over again. And my ex girlfriend, once she was actually over there, we were both over there. I didn't spend much time there, I slept there occasionally. But we were both over there, and she heard him going after her. And she's like, I'm going to go do something about this. I'm like, You got to understand that's not what she wants. How can you say that? She says she wants help. I'm like, she says she wants help, and yet she sits up there, right? And so she goes up into the room, pushes him, and he's huge. He's like, oh, Jesus, what's going to happen here? He, She pushes him, and then his girlfriend, the one he's beating, mm-hmm. smacks my ex-girlfriend mm-hmm. right on the back of the head. And I drag her out of the room and shut the door. I said, I'm sorry, shut the door, left. And put her in she's like what the hell i'm like that's the thing that and then i you know there was a couple days go by and he's not there and she comes down and she basically said not in so many words but i can paraphrase it to you know put the point out there that she was more frightened about where life would go without the car he provides the you know the life he provides her hmm that she's more frightened of where they could go without him. So she'll take the abuse. So it's like a Stockholm syndrome. Mm, And um, most of the world's population, 
<laughs> has fallen prey to this. Right. And it's like, do you, I do not believe for a moment there's any human being on this planet with his own intellect could ever con conceive of such a plan to put people so far into, what would you call it? Fantasy land. A delusional rabbit hole. That never ends. Yeah. It is an infinite fucking weirdness. You know, and it's like, I don't think there's any human being that I would ever come in contact with that would have the level of intelligence to be able to pull something like that off on an entire species, for one. Because, you know, it's like, well, there's places that doesn't happen, and they're slowly going away. Yeah, I mean, it's taken a while, but it's taken a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's been now that it hits, it hits hard. Mm -hmm. You know, you can go anywhere around the world and see that influence. Which hit hard means it's going to change some one way. In some ways, it's not going to stay the same if it's hit hard. And hitting hard can create a reaction to that can, that can go a different way. So it's a pendulum swing. So, you know, even though people are breaking out of the fear structure, mm -hmm. society depends on it. The current one, yeah. It depends on everybody being afraid, frightened, behaving a certain way. But being talked into, you're going to leave a carbon footprint and destroy the earth. These are the same fucking people who, you know, we need to save the environment. And then you go nuke the ocean. Oh, what right. the fuck are yeah. you doing? Wait a minute. We have to save the environment for you to do what? Blow it up? No, it's like, I don't hello, think I same think, people. I think it's save the environment so it can create carbon tax credits, which is just another way to launder money. It's a whole other system that can be taken advantage of, basically. That's what I really see that environmentalism is. So I kind of see that among those spirits that can occupy a human, mm -hmm. some to inspire song, some to inspire <laughs> a character, some to inspire some wisdom, some philosophy, something. There's some out there that look to dominate with yeah. fear, and, and that's their thing. And when they get a hold of a person, and, and that person is marched into places of power, mm -hmm. and it's almost like the power structure is set up to promote those people. Yeah. That if you were to be like, you know, uh, let's just say a light being in all of this, yeah, you're not going to get promoted into anything. You're going to be trashed and ridiculed. This system is designed for the dark forces to be in power. It's a test of how much integrity you're willing to let go of. Mm -hmm. And if you aren't willing to let completely go of it, you don't go up. That's, that's the game. Pretty much. And you perceive that that's going to be a really rewarding system in terms of financial gain and all this stuff, but it can be so soul-sucking that it's actually hell on earth. Well, that, you know, it's like, I, I have never been able to understand how, like the whole Congress, judges, president, that whole way. Yes. Maybe this is a question I ask them directly. How the fuck do you sleep at night? Just doing my job. I mm. Just doing my job. Mm. Like they all say. You have to be pretty turned off as a human being to be able to go, oh, we just nuked some babies. Okay, good night. I mean, how in the... It Holy made, shit. It made the stock go up 2%, though. I mean... <laughs> I mean <laughs> and then you look, it's like, you know, a lot of these people have a body count. There's some dead people out that oh, yeah. they, you know, there's, there's some dead people laying around that probably knew a little bit about you people. That we, we'll, we'll never know about you because the person who was going to say something is gone now. 
Oh, you had a boating accident, you know? Mm -hmm. You got to go or out in the middle of the woods or something, you know? Oh, he was getting divorced. He leapt off a building. You know, it's like, huh, this is, he died in jail. We don't really know how. Or he committed suicide with two bullet holes. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So it's, you know, in that darker aspect of it, I mean, you see how nefarious that could be. I mean, you could whack a dude in a federal prison. Then they you better you know those people got, they're not to be messed with right. at all, and it's like, but they kind of need to be messed with. Just in their way, well, that makes you them. So, what do you recommend? <laughs> um, I you know I don't know. Maybe this is too simple and I'm being naive. I'm sure that could be construed that way. I liked what a sane tribal culture would do. And I don't mean tribal in the sense America's gotten one tribe against you. It's bullshit. Community type thing. If you were an asshole, out you go. Yeah, we don't, you know, you can go wander out there. Yeah, we don't, we don't want you around. Right? And we've got a system where the most pathetic people still get a seat at the table. Or rise to the top. Or uh, yeah, well, you know, it's like there's a I was gonna make this into a bumper sticker once. <laughs> yeah, you never know, could be revived. That politics is like a cesspool. The biggest turds always float to the top. <laughs> right? Yeah. And it's it's kind of what it is. It's a floating democracy. Right? But you, you just see the decisions being made mm -hmm. left and right left and right left and right there the humanity is gone from them well yeah right i, I mean, mean uh, on the surface on the on seem the madison avenue let's sell you a story you got it looks that, really mm -hmm. pretty but underneath that that shit ain't pretty at all i mean there's some that need to be in nursing homes more than one. There's, yeah, there's some more. Grandpa, <laughs> like the family, should take care of, take grandpa's license away and license to rule the country. But just make sure he takes his cohort out. Well, you know, she can just there's, retire to who knows. Where Mitch McConnell's given a speech today and then just stopped and sat there paralyzed for like a minute or something. Nice. And then so I said, "Hey, Mitch." Why don't we go sit down somewhere? You know why I think that, that is? So you know why I think you're seeing studio. a lot of this? And just the retardation coming out of like political figures, not leaders of the free world. Mm -hmm. I'm watching them. It's like any human being that's been a demon's whore for that long, it gives out. There's just no goddamn way you just around don't know what's going on The human just goes, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. And so you got to inject them with, I don't know. <laughs> Some kind of Dorothy? adrenochrome. <laughs> you know. What's the other one? The the, the legal the, the legal meth. What do they call that? Adderall. 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 Yeah, yeah. Meth for Jack kids. them up. <laughs> Just to get them to be animated for a day. Oh yeah. But I you know I I've seen people who've had the, the monkeys on their back that they've got the influence coming through them is you know it's not for anything good for humanity. It's not to celebrate anything. It's to destroy. It's sabotage. To dominate. Yeah, you know, and people too, individuals, they can do it too. But yeah. when you see someone with that many demons on them, you know, they are trashed out. Mm -hmm. There is no straight thinking. And the only time that they can really get animated is when the points that whatever's influencing them, when those come up, they can kind of rise up 
Hmm. you know, take whatever's left of that person and broadcast that. Hmm. Well, so I don't even get away with it. Yeah, sounds you know. rough. Yeah, it's, it's a, it would be a rough thing. But, you know, when that kind of level is going on, that much manipulation of a human being by an entity that it has no idea about, yeah, it takes its toll. And that that person ends up kind of messed up. You know, everyone ends up messed up because you know, and it's like, well, what you know, what did we do wrong? It's like nothing. You've been <laughs> being under attack. You just imagine that the people who were attacking you took over your neighborhood, <laughs> and then the ones that are attacking you are now saying they're your protectors. Mm -hmm. And that went on for generation after generation until it's basically. You know, it's like this stuff that, you know, Gen X, my generation, right? It's like we're looking at the generation underneath us telling us we have to adhere to all these things. Like, yo, 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 you little Nazis, you better watch them walk out. We're going to get the levers of power. You better back the hell off. This is commonly accepted language now. So. You know, I look at that, it's like, whoa, 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 how this thing's marching forward. Right, but if you basically just annihilate a whole generation, then the next generation coming up will enforce right. what the 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 stated standard is, and just keep enforcing that. And then pretty soon you're cut off from family, cut off from lineage, you're cut off from ancestry. You know, it's you're cut off from everything. Right. You know, it's like I I don't know. I that to me is spooky. You chop something off at its root, it ain't growing anymore. Right? And I mean, those are humans too. So you get that removed and you're done. You know, and, and to see this kind of insidiousness play out. And everybody knows it's happening. Mm -hmm. Everybody knows it's There is nobody who doesn't understand what's going on here. Well, there's different interpretations of what's going on. Sure. But everybody doesn't feel like it's the rosiest days of our It's like, species. I know your interpretation. You know mine. They're not the same, but we both recognize one thing. We're getting screwed here. Hard. Somebody's in, somebody's mm -hmm. doing something. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, and it's like, is because it, it's weird because I think the system itself might be alive. I, I didn't disagree with that at all. Be and what are human beings? Well, you're getting offered a golden seat inside the throne room, right? And yes, you can go tell all your constituents of your whatever you're running for that you're going to bring change and I'm going to fight for you people. And they get up into that golden chamber. They sip the whatever tea it is they're drinking, right? Uh, I bet you it's salty. you. <laughs> 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 And, you know, and they end up falling into, yeah, you're just a puppet of the system. There is no human being there making really any choices. It's the system itself is. And it's like, is that is that really that hard to fathom? That a system itself that implants the next move, the strategy, the, the next thing you're going to do to this country, the next thing you're going to do to that impoverished neighborhood – and it can completely insert itself into people who then go and act it and think they're doing the right thing because they're doing the bidding of whoever's feeding this golden throne they sit on. 
Do you understand mm-hmm. what I mean? I, I do. And then there's some levels of opting out of that. Now, if there's a nuclear war, it's hard to opt out of that because it comes from the sky. <laughs> but there's levels of participation in this that you can choose. And there's like people that are homesteading going out to the, the outer regions and starting a life that's kind of outside of that influence as much as possible. Or, or changing lot, countries. I've even. met a lot of people, man. I can't tell you that I've met one happy one yet. Really? Yeah. I mean, I when I when I really, I mean, I'm only saying this from my own perspective. How could you be? I think how mm, with the world you're in, it's like eventually. I mean, I don't know if this story exists. I'm sure it does. Be a great one. With a woman's being abused by the man, and you know, and just being forced into living a particular way, and forced into thinking a particular way, and you know, whatever it is that is truly of your heart gets shamed. Well, you got to go watch people act just like clowns in the world, and you know, and so she has an abusive man like that. And one day she walks in the door, just beats the shit out of him, says, "I'm fucking done," and walks out. Right, and then does something on her own, and to me, it's like this environment, the saving grace of where we sit, is you can pretty much make money doing just about anything. It's you just have to understand what it is that you are selling, right? And it's like this can be a really dangerous, dangerous. It's dangerous to leave the system. It's absolutely dangerous. Because where you go out to is the hinterlands. Yeah. And that's where you find the ghosts of society hanging out, if you will. Right. But you can have your, your little farm with your chickens and your goats and your cows mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Your, your greenhouse and all that. And but how far are you away from the programming? Well, that's within the, yourself. Well, mm. absolutely. Because that, I've seen that play out a lot of times where people will, I'm going to, ch- oh, I want to do community and change my ways. No, you want to do community and force other people into your ways. Plus, yeah, I mean, mm. that's common. That's very common. And then if you don't, you know, if you're one of those people doing community, trying to, you know, sustain it, if you will, um, I find it, you know, it's it's harder to keep other people coming in and doing that. It's, you know, it's like you're forced to kind of, you have to judge. The, we think this person should be judged. Judge them. We think this person should not be allowed to be here. Do something about that. It's like, what are you trying to make someone into at that point? Well, that's why the smaller it is, the easier it is. The bigger it is, the harder it is. And that's, I mean, a lot of people doing homesteading are family units, a couple with kids. That sort of thing. And that's easier to manage than a community of six, eight, ten, twelve people. You know, I just kind of wonder if the mass of society itself sees any value in a life like that. Because hmm. the mass of society would go, that sounds so boring. Oh, uh-huh. yeah. I mean, I've, I've so had people it. tell me, oh, Vegas isn't fast enough for me. It's like, are you kidding? <laughs> what the shit? Where are you going to go from here? New York City. Thailand? Where? You know? I don't know. Tokyo's got a lot going on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm sure there's plenty of places to go to Dubai, probably. That's got a lot going on, too. Yeah. yeah well, but, so hold on. I didn't understand the segue of 
there are no happy people. And then the st the woman who's beaten then kind of took her own because path. Because like, here, here's the path there. What's the connection? I don't get it. Okay. What I'm saying is that there, if, if you're actually happy in this system, in this society, mm -hmm. I mean, it's been said that, you know, if you're not upset, you're not paying attention. Right. So it's like, I mean, here, here's where I think shit hits the fan. Well, I know all this is going on. I know it is. But, you know, I just want to be happy. And I don't want to have to think about that. There's nothing I can do about it anyway. So I'm just going to ignore all of it and just do my thing that makes me happy. You know how many, I mean, you know. Well, it's okay. a form of nihilism, right? It's a form of denial. Uh, is that what happened according. in Germany? Yeah. Mm. Right? Is that what happened in, you know, Stalin's there's, Russia? There's nothing that we can do. The right. ones in charge are in charge. Right? So it's like. <laughs> the only way to happiness is to acknowledge the the narrative that runs okay and to realize what world that associates with mm -hmm. and you know it's not like you can opt out of it at some you know can come for you anytime that monster is, is just because you want to be sovereign mm -hmm. it does not see you as such so the more you want to be sovereign, the more you're like, I'm sovereign, the more it's like, bitch, calm down. Because <laughs> you start flexing that sovereign muscle a little too much. We're going to come tear up your garden. And any jack shit you're going to be able to do about it. You know what I mean? And they have done this. There have been forces out there doing that. So it's, it, knowing that looms over you <laughs> at any moment, then how, how, how's happiness going to happen? So happiness to me, it, it's not really a thing. There's liberation. Mm -hmm. Liberation from a definition of reality that causes you to be less creative, less choosy about what you're going to have looking out of your eyeballs. And so you submit to that system inevitably. That's... That's freedom? No, no. I'm Doesn't saying seem like, seem No, like no, I'm not saying that's freedom at all. I'm saying just the opposite of that is. Yeah. That you align I mean, you know, how do you get out of society? How are you gonna step out of the system? You allow yourself you align yourself with spirits that aren't operating out of fear, out of manipulation, out of mischief, out of a need to not be afraid, a need to have everybody like you. All of that shit you think constitutes your fucking you know righteous self. It's bullshit. It's all bullshit. It's all a program being sold to you. That's it. By an entity that is going to eat your fucking lunch. So if you don't choose that, then you just... Well, if you don't choose that, you choose something new. And what is that something new? Well, it would be more naturally um, here, definitely be a, a product of nature, a living thing, a product of nature that would instruct you how to break the cult of your own identity and what you identify with and the, the toxic fucking narrative and the social milieu and what we believe and how it's all structured and how we should behave in it. Abandon that and find the warriors of old because they're out there. 
and you let them occupy the space of influence that you used to let all these other things influence. And I'll tell you, from what I understand and what I've seen, they will navigate you away from trouble. That just when you're about to be spotlight on you, hey, something else happened, you moved out of the way, spotlight's on nothing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's not like playing a game or being shifty or criminalistic. It's being protected. That there's a whole other host of influences out there in the mental realm, in the energy realm, in the spiritual realm. That, you know, you could call the forces of light, but they're not love and light. I wouldn't say they're love and light. Namaste. I would say they're sharp warriors who swing some swords and take some heads. I don't mean that literally, but figuratively, yes. Mm-hmm. Right? Take, rip the demons away so something else can be present. And here's the interesting thing. Here's why I trust that more. If I don't want it, it doesn't bother me. Hmm. But if I don't want the negative influence, those spirits, they won't leave me the fuck alone. Get the fuck away from me. And where are they? they? In your face. In your fucking, just barking in your ear, jumping into people, presenting themselves to you through other people who are unconscious. Mm -hmm. And it's like, yo, what the fuck? And it's like, and more people get aligned with this. In, In public, they say they're not. More often than not, the fear is in a lot of people's eyes. They're more driven by their fear than, than uh, an impeccable relationship with something that will set you free and quite possibly through that inspire others to be set free. It sounds a lot like just sitting in your own integrity and knowing what that is. Well, owning the fact that you own the eyes that all these beings look through. Right. Who are you associating with? Well, that's your integrity. What are you, what are you so you want to be to president of something? What are you associating with? And what is that going to bring you except for adoration, attention, and a place at the fucking shiny table? Mm-hmm. And is that going to be enough for you? <laughs> and will you be able to even consider how much that's costing you while you're sitting there eating your five course meal at the golden table? Mm-hmm. You won't. You're going to be so inoculated, so completely absorbed in all that, you won't even see the the repercussions of your own behavior on your energetic presence and on the integrity of you as a being in the long run. You'll be a decrepit old shit. This is kind of what's going to happen, you know. And here, there, here, you know, if something goes beyond the grave. I don't think that's a that's not a get out of jail free card. That's a continue with that in the infinite realms where nothing is limited. Mm-hmm. You know, so because, you know, there's obviously a drive for people to clean up their act in some fashion. I got I to gotta get my shit straight. I've heard that from a lot of people. That's a, something they say. I got to get my shit together. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Why do you suppose you want to do that? What do you suppose is the influence in there that wants you to do that? And what have you developed a relationship with that, or do you just listen to it when it steps in the room because you know it has more authority in the long run than you do? So how often do you listen to that? And how often are you listening to the thing in you that says, well, if you do this and you say that and you act this way, everybody's going to love you. And then you go put on the act. Mm-hmm. 
And it's, that's where it starts sucking because it's an act. So we're in a world we want to be real. We want the narrative to have integrity. But we all want to act in a way we don't actually feel. And any of that's going to have integrity. You know, it's like, well, the media, yeah. they're compo they, in, in the long run, they're composed of people who feel just like society. Not sure of themselves either. You know what I mean? They're, they sit at home going, hey, what am I doing? Yeah. <laughs> There's nobody who gets to escape that. You know, so we're like a whole, you know, I think it's pretty much permeated throughout the world. A lot of people just acting in a way that isn't genuine. Not how they really feel about things. Because their job's on the line or their reputation's on the line or anything else. Right, right. You know, it's like as long as that whatever that pinch is on humanity, that attack, that negative entities, as long as that has a play, somewhere to play. It's not going away. I mean, you know, it's like people go, oh, I got rid of that. I don't do that anymore. But then you find those people occasionally uh, critiquing someone based on the standards of a society they don't even believe in. <laughs> so it's like, are you really outside of that matrix like you say you are? Or do you just use what parts of it are convenient? And if you, you just use what parts of it are convenient, are you really outside of it? Or do you just imagine that you're outside of it? Or have you figured out a way to be like a kind of a character who can dip in and out of it? As, take what's necessary. As needed. <laughs> as needed and dip out of it mm -hmm. and be able to not have a necessity for it. Because if you don't have a necessity for it, it doesn't matter what it says. Right? That it's there to serve a particular purpose. Mm -hmm. Let it serve that purpose and that purpose alone. And that purpose is shallow and can be dealt with rather quickly. Hmm. Or, you know, apply yourself, get it done, and dip back out. Right? Don't stay there too long. Don't stay in that, you know, influence for too long. Right? And then it's like, so then what do I do? Check your influences. When you sit there, it's like, what energy comes in to motivate you? And in what direction is it motivating you? When you get out of bed, what's the voice in your head saying to you when you first wake up? What's it saying? <laughs> Have you ever like, hmm, who the fuck is that? Right? Wait a minute. I was going to wake up in a good mood. What the fuck happened? <laughs> Someone else woke up behind your eyes. Right? So, I mean, there's the only way that we really overcome this thing is instead of hitting, giving it power, and protesting it is a way to give it power. power yeah. mm -hmm. It doesn't like, it doesn't give a fuck. You understand that side of things? It doesn't give a fuck how it achieves its... It says, it's always said this, the ends justify the means. So you already know they're going to do whatever the fuck they want. Right? So anything you do to counter them, they're going to come down harder. And they're going to come down sh much more clever. So does that mean there's no hope? Nope. I don't think so. Nope. So what do you do? As individuals, you draw that power back in yourself and you check your allegiances. And then any of them that are duping you into that systematic way of being less than human, less than what the human actually is, you abandon them and you look for the others. There's, you know, it's like... At some point, we have to realize that, you know, you can act like you're so confused about the cosmos and what's out there, but you're in it. 
So you need to understand there's things in there that are probably in it as much as you are, but not in the way you are. Mm -hmm. Right? I mean, there could be, if there's men in women's body and, and women in men's bodies, there could be a fucking alien in somebody's body. Could mm -hmm. there not? There can be a lot what of What if I identify as a Alpha Centaurian? That inside of me, there is an Alpha Centaurian. So you will refer to me now as your Cosmic Highness or your healer of all worlds. You'll refer to me as the guy who doesn't believe you. <laughs> <laughs> or the guy that's right in this conversation. <laughs> but, you know, to, we have to understand in our, within ourselves, what is it we give power to? And, and when we just give power to resistance, Sometimes the opposition loves the resistance. It gives them uh, right. more of a justification. And you get pulled into really an argument and you get all heated. It's like, I don't even care about that thing. Right, right. It's like, can you outsmart them? Well, no. That octopus has got a lot of humans feeding it. Mm -hmm. That octopus, because that's what it is. The system is an octopus. Just eating everybody. It's got everybody in its tentacles. Moving the people around. That's actually the picture from the creature from Jekyll Island is an octopus that's controlling all these ah, things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Back from 1913, mm -hmm. it's like, uh, this isn't a good idea. Because sure when you see it, it isn't. <laughs> when you actually see it, mm -hmm. it looks like an octopus. Yeah. So Pinnacle. that's the that's the weedy, weedy stuff. <laughs> when you go into the spirit realm, if you will, pierce the veil through the fractal wackiness that every, most people just sit mm -hmm. and stare at. I've said this before. When we were in the jungle drinking ayahuasca, that when you see all that fractally shit going on and none of it makes sense and it's just wavy and making you nauseous, that's them. That's the ones trying to keep you from having a clear view, trying to keep you locked in chaos, right? Locked in fear, locked in this kind of subjugated state of consciousness that can't expand. So the minute you try, it's just, and it gets all wacky and it's the veil. That if you sit still, let them all do whatever it is they're going to do. And you just sit there with it, and you basically repel all of their influence. You probably puke. But if you repel their influence, and you just be quiet, which means you give it no attention in your mind, no thoughts, that you just take your, your presence, your life force, your awareness, your will, your intent, and you just put it, people say, on the heart, on the solar plexus. That is really the mm, seat. Power. Boom. Yeah. And you just focus it there. Right? And eventually, you blast them out. And you see that there was never a veil there. There were ghosts dancing in front of the light trying to fucking mesmerize you. Once that clears, there's a whole world back up in there that is as solid as this one. Well, this has been something I've been like really looking at in my own life because you get in there and you're in that, I call it the soup hmm? where nothing's making sense. You're having weird thoughts go through. You're kind of getting lost on the thought trains, but I don't, you know, the, the process of getting through that, piercing that veil, there's a lot that goes into it. There's like killing self-importance and there's storing personal power. 
right? Because like if you don't have that power, those things will mess with you all day. And it feels like there's nothing you could do. Do you know how people drain their power the most? How? They talk about what they're going to do before they do it. Yeah. Well, it yeah. makes it gives them validation. Like, oh, yeah, I, I did it. It also gives them a script for something that they don't even know is coming. Oh, um, yeah. Right? Yeah. Gives them an under, uh, uh, a belief. It's like, no, no, no. Those are dangerous things to hold in a real world. Yeah. You know, you trust what you experience, not what you believe. Right? I mean, to me, it's like belief. It, the word implies doubt. Belief that's bullshit. Right. So, you know, it's got a whole lot of element there with it. You know, but to pierce those veils, to pierce beyond that and see the world that's actually existing there, mm-hmm. it brings order to this one. It brings order to you. And you're right. There is no penetrating that when you're under their influence. And what is their influence? Self-importance. Uh Wasting personal power. What did Don Juan tell Carlos regularly? You're a king-size indulger. You keep indulging in your ideas, your beliefs, your emotions about things. The indulgent side. That's a waste of personal power. Right? Needing everything explained. So, wait a minute. Did you actually turn into a crow? (laughs) I mean, you know, when Carlos disappeared in front of me, I didn't. Ask when he came back, did you actually disappear in front of me? Because I'm not going to indulge in my rationality and reason. And it's not that I think those things are bad. I don't. I think they're easily manipulated and malleable. And I think they're subject that if something is repeated, it starts to implement it as thought within the system the human's running. You understand what I mean? So it's like a sneaky way in that your rationality and your reason has been abused. Yeah, you see the whole world through that lens. And you can't see anything outside of it. Right. So it puts a ceiling on your understanding. Right? It's like you're in a box and it clearly has a lid on it. Right? So, you know, as long as that's sitting like that, you know, so when Carlos disappeared in front of me and then he reappeared, clothes and all, I'm just gone. My rationality and reason didn't kick in. Because I understand that there is something lurking that wants to know everything and has no reason to know it, right? It's a weird element. It's like a a little fucking monster that runs around inside of everybody. It's just, you know, the job is just to chase that down inside of yourself and kill it. That's one less minion for that system to have. But I have found that over millennia, truly millennia, that the rationality and reason has been abused. It has actually been focused to believe a lie. I, here's a perfect example, and this is conspiracy theory weeds shit. Okay? When you look at, let's just take one of them. Okay? The Pentagon, hit by a plane. There's no wings. Show me a picture where there's wings laying in the front yard. Where the fuck did they go? You got a hole in a building. This is the picture you got that officially was put out. There's a 16-foot hole in a building. There's a desk that sits right there. It's unaffected, which means that thing went whipping through there, right? And that plane is 43 foot tall, right, at the at the top. Um, where is it? Where's the luggage? Where's the engines? Where's the tail? The, 
the the street lamps are right there. They're still standing. Mm -hmm. There's no broken glass that shows where wings might have disintegrated when they hit the building. It's none of this. And and people will rationally and reasonably tell you you're a conspiracy theorist. It, it that was not hit by a missile. That was a plane. So to say your rationality and your reason cannot be fucking stained, manipulated, kind of uh, mesmerized is ridiculous. But there's a part of you that can't be. Mm -hmm. Right? There's a, a you in there somewhere that can't be that is looking to make allegiances with not necessarily powers and principalities with the spirit of life itself right and they will always see the lie right because they're not doing it to themselves anymore right. so to absorb yourself in the rationality and reason of things is to drain your personal power to think that your opinion is important on every fucking thing and that you should go insert yourself into someone else's life without them asking you to is fucking ridiculous on any front right someone comes in and refers to you as a he and you don't like that that's not your people but they don't deserve to die right just like you don't want to be killed for being that person well then don't kill them for calling you that person yeah, you understand what I mean? Mm -hmm. The rationality and reason has been abducted, stolen from human beings. It's not reliable. Not for where humans are in their, let's just say, their development and progression through consciousness. It's not conducive anymore. And we know that. I mean, Carlos, he told me years in 1995, when I asked him, so when's the big shift, you know, that, Grand convergence where everything gets hunky dory. You know, it's like fifty years off. You know. Meanwhile, you got a bunch of people saying, "No, it's the year two thousand. It's twenty twenty. It's twenty twelve. It's no." He said fifty years off, which is twenty forty five. Yeah, somewhere around there. So a ways off still. Mm -hmm. Right, and it's like, and he kind of put it to me. He's like, "But you need to understand something. Not everybody makes it to that point." And I asked him, "Well, what stops them?" They keep continue to believe the narrative they're being fed, that the information they're being fed doesn't have any integrity anymore. Mm. It has ulterior motives behind it. So you have to stop listening to anything other than the life inside of you that connects with the life of the universe, which steers you in the right path and keeps you protected. You know, it's like when Carlos talked to Don Juan. He's like, well, Don Juan, what if someone came around and wanted to shoot you? He's like, I don't have to worry about that. Well, he has a gun. He's like, I simply wouldn't be there to be shot. You know, and it seems like, well, wait, that doesn't make it. Yeah, your rationality and reason could really discount that. But I've seen this happen with Carlos. And shit could go down. And man, suddenly it's just perfect. Wow, how, how did that get? taken from a complete disaster to no problem you know so it can be done i mean i've had experiences that in my own life you know like when the gangsters tried to carjack us in oakland you know there's just something there to so do this don't be a victim put it in drive and drive into them yeah 
If they can carjack you on them when you're moving 40 miles an hour at them, that's uh, more power to them. Right? To not, and it's weird. It's like, it's not any kind of training. It's a an ability to let life itself take the reins mm-hmm. through you. That's where I think, you know, you want a magic life. It's when you give the reins back to life and you let it ride you. It made you for riding. <laughs> Just like it made a horse for you to ride. Kind of fits. So it rides you. Let it. When I say this all the time, just do it like what's in front of you, right? Don't trust your identity. Trust what's looking out of your eyeballs. Well, that's the thing. It, what's looking out of your eyeballs is that force that is a force unto itself. It doesn't need to be... I mean, if you really know it, you don't need anyone to enforce anything on you. Right. At all. You right. need no authority in your life. And you're not hurting anyone at all. <laughs> You might be fucking with some people, but, you know, that's not illegal yet. You know, just have fun with them. You know, play with them a little bit. As needed. As needed. (laughs) You know, just, well, you know, if someone wants to, I'm a warrior. Oh, yeah, really? You know me. If you walk in the house and say I'm a warrior, I we get up and I hand you a sword. Figuratively. I take one. I'm like, one guard. Touche. Mm-hmm. Let's do this and see where that, you know, why not? I mean, if you're a warrior, sparring is right. It's like if we both did jujitsu, chances are we're going to roll, right? Right. We're going to scrap a little bit. Right. Well, you come in calling yourself a warrior of, you know, life. Well, then we're going to spar a little bit. I mean, if life really has you, I can't hurt you. Right. And if I hurt your feelings, you ain't no goddamn warrior. Because right? the warrior's feelings come from life itself, not from being defeated by anything or being put in its place. I've been put in my place so many times, it's, you know, I kind of feel like a child. <laughs> I've been punished so much <laughs> by other people. Yeah. Yeah, it's fun. I don't mind. Because I don't have any value in that. In the whole way that people view each other in the world and who's doing what and all that, God, it's boring. I mean, most of the conversations around that are just, what, tell, tell me about, you know, something fucking amazing. Something that I probably wouldn't believe, but might be able to join you on seeing. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, like, let's take this to an adventurous place. Not a dangerous place, but, you know, there's a lot more that hasn't been explored within the human experience there's way more to explore than there has been exploited been mm. exploited mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh. you haven't exploited a tenth of what the human being is actually its experience could, could be. be right and i was like well how do you have those experiences well you got to break the system got to break the behavior you got to break the consumption of energy you got to break the self that makes all that behavior important got to break the the need to be defensive you got to break your ability to be offended you got to break all of it because that is part of a system that foments an identity mm-hmm. if you're going to step into elevated states of consciousness you're not 
you're not elevating consciousness. You're elevating your awareness and your ability to tune into higher states of consciousness. Right. right? And, you know, and it, the more you apply energy to that path, well, you won't be looking for something that really, you know, is satisfying because the magic of your life, whether no matter what you're doing, is pretty satisfying. Just depends on well, are you a glutton or can you rise with the ebb and the flow of life? Because there's gonna be times where you probably would love to have some excitement. There's just none to be had. Does that mean that you got to get depressed and me? Or do you create your own excitement within? And what would that excitement look like? Well, I'm just gonna kill myself, not literally. I'm going to lay myself in a pine box, prepare, pretend that I've buried it. I'm just going to let whatever's looking out of my eyeballs gravitate to wherever it wants to go. I'm not going to stop it. I'm just going to be in the back seat, looking out the window, seeing where it's going. And then see if I can tune into its process around where it's going mm -hmm. and how it perceives it and how it understands it and how it navigates it and how it speaks into it and how it hears things coming out of it. And to be not a part of it at all, other than just a passenger. Yeah, that's exciting. It's a curious place. It's a pretty amazing place. Because it doesn't matter whether you go anywhere. You have the amplification of energy in your body just from engaging that, right? And, you know, it's like, well, you're imagining. No, 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 you're not. You're engaging an energetic that creates a world for you. In a sense, it creates a scenario, if you will, a scene, a, a vibrancy. I mean, from the data, I definitely after a month, you're feeling that mm -hmm. amazing. Mm -hmm. I bet, yeah. I bet. And Iconi just has been in the jungle <laughs> since we last saw him, too. Yep, pretty much. Yeah, breaking well, programs, right? Yeah, oh, yeah, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. seeing what the natural what is the fuel for the human. What is it really? Is it Nordstrom's? <laughs> well, is it Amazon Prime? Is it on sale? <laughs> is, it on sale? <laughs> is it Netflix? Right. Are the cool kids doing it? Hopefully. You know, yeah, you kind of lose all that. You get to be what life actually made you to be. That There is no other way. And that's not about happiness. There's other ways. They just don't feel as good. Well, that, what I'm saying is that when you touch that place of power within, mm -hmm. you have developed a relationship with what's that life that's looking out of your eyeballs that truly removes you from a system and protects you from, you know, a good chunk of the onslaught of it, if you will, that most people face every day. You know, um, once you develop that, It's you're living a different life. I get that, and you're living in a different framework, a different state of consciousness. Which means the narrative that it, people are running around saying has no validity of any kind. The narrative they speak is from a state of consciousness they exist in. If you go with life and you grow into another realm of consciousness, it's a different world. There, you don't want to step back. 
Well, you, not only that, I mean, you know, you're going to get pulled back. You're going to find out there really are grabbing hands trying to pull you mm -hmm. back into slavery all the fucking time. That's yep. just, it's inevitable. You know, it's happening. Even I've, I've met people who've gone way up in consciousness, got yanked right back down into bullshit. Mm -hmm. It's like, you know, and to me, it's like, I didn't ever try to go too high too fast because I want to be able to swat at the hands and, and learn how they're grabbing me. You know what I mean? It's like, how do thoughts grab onto me and steer me into my own chaos or into self-destruction or into sabotage or just being, nah. mm -hmm. you know, how in the hell does that all work? It's always been my area of interest, right? To see how, you know, those critters in consciousness that float around in it are able to fuck with people on a regular basis. Sure. You know, and then anybody that is under their thumb, oh, they're not going to like you anymore because you're insulting their boss and their supposed idea of well-being comes from their little monster and if you are free of yours well you're not really going to associate too much with people that have them because they're not going to like you so it just mm. sorts everything out kind of sorts itself out yeah right? that's fine mm -hmm. and everybody has a choice of how they wish to live <laughs> it does that's that's a great gift thank god there's free will in that yeah truly mm -hmm. you know and, and but inevitably, you have to really get in some nasty places to choose to be out of them. Yeah. Like but sometimes that's how life works. I mean, I have found, though, that life itself, when that is coming for it doesn't offer you a damn thing at all. It's not there for you. It's there for life itself, which is what you are. So I guess you could say it's there for you, but it's different. Right? It's not a... a that's why Don Juan always would, you know, stress that you must get rid of self-importance. You have to lose personal history. You have to remove the identity. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, you're not going to expand into consciousness. It's like, well, does that just mean I'm part of the oneness? Yeah, but you're probably going to be shot into another pattern where it will be individuated again. I mean, will you be conscious of it? You know, it just really depends, I guess, on your level of consciousness and how serious you take that business of being alive. Because mm -hmm. a lot of people, I mean, you watch them, they're not taking the business of being alive very seriously. Right? The business of it. That what are you actually here doing? Are you just here to, oh, well, Nike? Okay, Nike. Star Wars? Okay, Star mm -hmm. Wars. You know, Olive Garden? Oh, my God. Why anybody goes there? But Olive Garden, Yes. You know, it's a choice. Yeah, I mean, it's just like whoa, 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 whoa. Who you're here to let some consumer-based identity live your life, and then you just die. Yeah, I mean, is, is that the <laughs> yeah. business of life? Yeah, that these corporations set themselves up. Because they want yachts, because that's what their identity wants. So they build these giant businesses, and, you know, we can cut the corners, and we can put arsenic in baby food. It's fine. It won't hurt them. At least no one will know it's hurt them until they'll just call it something else. It's fine. There's we'll definitely lots of problems in that world of commerce. Right, right. But it doesn't mean commerce itself is bad. It's just the way our system works is kind of gross. The ne necessity for it in a universe that provides everything you need. No, I mean, that, I see, here's, here's, here's the thing that 
where most people think we're going to go through some awakening and it's going to be kumbaya and we're all going to hold hands and the girls are going to wear flowery dresses and the guys are all going to wear khakis and we're all <laughs> going to come to Jesus. We've done that. That is something that's come and gone. This is something for me in my understanding, and I'm not trying to push this anywhere, but just for the sake of a conversation in my understanding this is going to change so drastically, so completely intrinsically, that you ain't going to recognize it. That what reality is going to be on the other side of whatever those great events coming at us are. And trust me, all the chaos is part of it. The All the talk the media throws around about UFO, and I mean, all of it, wars and the whole damn thing, the collapse of oceans, all of it. It's, it, it's, it's the narrative of such thing. Right, it's the uh, playing out of such a thing, but human beings are going to. I mean, again, not all of them. I mean, how many Cro-Magnons ended up in the modern world? Not so, many. So, mm. so yeah. you know what I mean? There's mm -hmm. a few Neanderthals. I've seen them. I've I've experienced them. You know, knuckle draggers, big foreheads. Okay, <laughs> you were going somewhere and dropped the thread. I don't. No, 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 no. Okay, dropped the thread. I'm saying that where people think it's going to be a kumbaya moment. I don't think that's what it is at all. I don't think all. a lot of people think that. People, there's, there's a lot of fear out there, and there's different things people are fearful of. I think and it can, they can, a lot of things can unfold all at once, and who knows which parts are those. But I think the genuine fear, which is not a bad thing, what's genuine in it, is I think everybody's pretty well aware of the fact that, um, yeah, some some – Shades are coming down. And we're going to have to, oh my God, what is all this? Well, we had COVID. And that was a an event that changed a lot of things. And now it's gone back to something like normal. And then it'll be another wave of something of that flavor. Sure. But then on the same token, you have a resurgence, a, um, a renaissance, if you will, of psychedelic plant yeah, medicine kind of true. things. Mm -hmm. And what does that do? You've been sitting in this shell of rationality and reason and programming, right? And indoctrination and understanding based on your experiences and what you were taught. And suddenly the hammer hits that shell, cracks it open. What are you peering into now? Well, there's definitely. Does it have anything to do with the life you're living? I would say some. Right. Because you're looking at your life going, well, all that's not yeah. the way I wish it to be. Not all, none of that's true. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's not true. It's not needed. Right. I mean, you know, like with all the LSD I experimented with, that was basically going through everything that I thought to be true about me and the world and realizing this was all a program and none of it is actually true because there are other points of viewing it that it does not look like the point of view someone's trying to sell you. There's some parts of life that have remained the same and some that are like, oh, that's all different now. I get that. But there's some parts that remain the same, right? I don't – I'm not throwing – I'm not saying psychedelics are going to show you that the entire world's bathwater and we must throw it all out. It's like, <laughs> no, no, no. There's some parts that aren't useful – that are useful to discard as other ones that speak from the heart, I would say. Those it, things that speak from the heart. I think true. it brings in something so – I wouldn't say foreign because I've never met anybody who's partaken in that and did it 
from the right place and didn't go, this all feels familiar to me. Right. Yeah. So there's a familiarity with that space and me that place that ayahuasca mushrooms those kind of things take you. There's a familiarity in people with that. Mm -hmm. It's forgetting that that exists because you apply that level of reality because it's, it's just as much reality as this. Mm -hmm. And you start merging the two together. You aren't going to make something that even remotely looks like what we have going on now. Right when you start blending the fact that you exist within those planes, you have to. Otherwise, they wouldn't feel familiar. Now, so they? there'll be a new way of being on this planet that's come about through psychedelics. Is that what you're there? To? There will be a new. How would I put this? A new frequency of Earth that will house those people. And it will, you know, Don Juan said it best. It looks, it's a lot the same as what you're doing here. It's just vastly different. And Carlos is asking, what do you mean by vastly different? Fueled by life itself instead of the desires of men. Hmm. Right? That life would fuel that place. Well, much like it did here. You know, it was paradise for a while. You know when it was paradise? Before you had history. Because <laughs> people were too busy getting along and enjoying themselves before history. Right? There was no need to do that. There was no loss of anything. Right? And so, you know, it's, they've had it. They know what it is. Right? So, but I think this next jump, if you will, it's a vastly different thing. And I think that's what's really shaking a lot of people up, ultimately, and what they're trying to keep in under control, under wraps. That's probably the reason AI is coming so full force, because we can't make fucking sense out of this. We need something to make sense out of this. And, you know, when they even turn that thing loose, they're like, we're not really sure what it's capable of. We don't really know what it is. Mm -hmm. We just made it. But we don't really know what it is. Okay. Well, that right there, red flags. That, well, because you can try to navigate the development of the human race. And you're going to try to model it and push it in certain directions. Mm -hmm. I don't think that's going to play well. And I don't it's, think it's going to play well for anyone. I think also it's a genie that's out of the bottle as well. So, you know, I don't <laughs> know. I mean, maybe, you know, some might go, oh, you're talking about the rapture. I don't think I'm talking about the rapture. I don't really understand. I mean, there's, I haven't studied into that enough to even know what the hell that all is. Because it's got numbers behind it and everything else. It's math. It's this. It's that. It's, you know, it's all kinds of crazy shit. But I do think that there will be a frequency that Earth will exist at. That nature is going to, if we, a lot of it's already gone there. So, how would I put this? It's a higher vibration of earth that exists as earth does much like but here's the difference you're here on earth this is normal reality right you go to the jungle you drink ayahuasca what has become of that of your reality everything's been amplified and feels more alive so 
that's Earth's higher dimension. Everything's amplified and it's fueled by life, right? And what I've seen in my, you know, views for myself only, it's not a visionary, is the world's ripping apart. uh, The system and the natural order come apart at the seams. Right. Well, and yeah. what that shakes out to be is beyond anyone's imagination, beyond any comprehension they think they have of life now, far beyond. And that it's not going to happen. It's been happening in small increments. It's going to hit like a wave. I mean, I had one elder tell me, he's like, what do you suppose is going to happen when the world of phantoms, when the energy hits so hard? that that frequency of the world of phantoms starts showing up the physical reality and they're sharing the same space. And so now you're seeing these things as if they're physical. It's like, that's a shakeup. And that's where some experiences psychedelics would be useful to have in your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you can, you know, shake it off and keep going, shake mm-hmm. it off and keep going. Don't get mesmerized. Don't get trapped. Don't get tricked. Don't get hoodwinked. Don't fall into, if I behave correctly, I won't get in trouble. 1984. Mm. Yep. And don't fall in love because that'll ruin you. Brave new world. Yeah. Mm. No families. Brave new, brave new world. You know, if you're, uh, did you ever read it? No, I haven't. It's okay. on my list. But so I know something else. There is no more natural childbirth. Right. They clone people mm-hmm. and they put them through meters. So they put them in these little decanters. And they just float them around this warehouse and go they and they hit these meters and at the end of those meters out comes a human being. But it's not the product of sex. And that you get to have sex with other people, but you don't get to spend any quality time with anyone. Yeah, well. Right? You basically bang this person maybe a couple times, but after that, that's looking too much like a relationship. You go over here. And you do it here, and you go over here, and you do it here. You go over here, and you do it here, and you go over here, and you do it here. And you see this implemented in our actual society today. Tender. But but <laughs> let me ask you a question. Which, which, which demographic of the society do you think is doing that the most? That to remove all real, genuine human connection. I mean, it's an urban lifestyle. It's promiscuous. This promiscuous, but also upper middle class. Yeah. Pretty dang white. <laughs> Definitely addicted to Tinder and Bumble and all those things. <laughs> yeah. And, and a lot and, of those guys carry a and, wife in their pocket. And and, uh, and social that. media influencers, like this whole thing of I'm somebody because I have this many followers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which, you know, I'm not. Everybody live your life, but some ways may be better than others. I am. I'm not telling anybody you can't do that. No, I'm not telling anybody they can't. No, I'm not saying there's anything you can't do. But um, there's things that are you probably shouldn't do if you want to uh, evolve beyond the mess that you are. Yeah. You know, everybody. I mean, I'm sure sure anybody can identify with that. You're all a mess. All of you're a mess. It's nobody out there is not a mess. Sorry. Yeah. Just a mess. We all got messes. It's messy. Right? The consciousness is messy. It's murky. 
right? It's like we're we're in like the swampy side of it. Just not like your awareness is clouded. It's just like oh, there's maybe something more to still learn. You think? Well, of maybe it might be. There might, be. <laughs> and it might be forever. You wouldn't be here if it wasn't something. It's not like oh, now I learned all the things, and I don't have anything else to learn. It's like oh. It's probably plateaus upon plateaus upon I plateaus. know some people who live their life to just put notches on their belt, and that notch could represent a lot of things. Yeah, right? it can. Slaying it. <laughs> or the number of bills in your pocket. Mm-hmm. Bills followers. Your- followers you got. Hey, so what are we doing right now? <laughs> we're just bashing influencers? Like, is that where we're going? Why not? It's no. fun. There's nothing wrong with okay. that. Does that offend you? No. Let's get into your emotions because you're having a little bit of a – I'm just rising right here. Let's let's do some. Okay. So you want to change? Let's you want to change gears. Let's do a, a psychoanalysis of Tom. Okay, let's do that. Oh, goodness, you want to do that? <laughs> well, we'll just basically point out his his quirkiness. Okay. Well, we'll point out where he starts to get nervous, and you know, start having idiosyncrasies going on, <laughs> and then we'll analyze it. We'll go, you know, when <laughs> we say that, why do you do that? And then we'll, you know, we could do that. We could do that. Uh, that's sure. not like funny either. Yeah. Let's do it. All right. Well, let's go somewhere right. else. It sounds right. boring. So we were going to talk about one other thing tonight. Yeah. Yeah. Let's get to it. Oh wow, there's a clock in here now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That we works. know what time it is. What? It works. You know what time it is. Um. So Coney here. He just got out of the jungle. What about a little while? Two weeks. Ago. He hasn't been around. No, no. A month. It a month was a month ago. yesterday. Was yeah. it a month? And you're well, out, out of the jungle, and then we were in Bacopa for, or in Peacock for a week. That was a month ago? Yeah. Was it really? Yeah, he broke, well, he, he broke my two weeks other. in Peru, and then two weeks here. Probably something right, like that. Right. We're close to. Close so to he again. did, you know, well, you've been there. Angela's been there. While he stayed, he went with us, and mm-hmm. then he stayed after and went back. And did Isaac's been mm-hmm. there. So All of us in this room have done it. Oh, right. except you. Yeah. He's done some Oh, like snap. Hey, you know, I and I've told people before, it's like, I see, you know, spending time with Carlos, you know, and it, people can say, oh, that's an excuse. You can say, say whatever the fuck you want. <laughs> that two years with Carlos, fucking, that's a dieta. And they're like, well, what'd you diet? The fucking truth. <laughs> and it hurt a lot. And it fucking hurt a lot. <laughs> yeah, it hurts a lot worse than sitting there learning fucking harmonica and a fucking tambo. Because you don't have anybody there picking on you all fucking day long. Except for you, which, you know, I'm formidable of a fucking adversary or you <laughs> to yourself. You know, well, I'm my worst enemy, yeah, but, you know, you're weak, and so your enemy's weak, too. You got someone potent like that, just fucking staring at everything you're doing and pointing it out. Yeah, shit gets a little fucking rough, man. Man, I shook like anybody would. Yeah, so my turn's October. Because everybody, you know, I... <clears throat> Tambos are limited. There's right? a season for everything. There's a season for everything. <laughs> you know, it's nothing I'm avoiding. It's just, you know, I think it's more important for other people first. Well, yeah. you know, I've been at this for like, you know, constantly, consistently, with no breaks for 30 some years. You know, and that's not most people's history. They didn't, they didn't come into this at 18 years old and not on their own. Do you doing psychedelics in their house? I was pretty much done with that at 18. Right, sitting with elders, sitting with medicine men, with mm-hmm. 
I wouldn't really call him shaman. I think medicine man's a better way because sometimes, you know, shaman implies something. Mm -hmm. Medicine man implies medicine. That could be his presence. That could be his words. That could be a plan he gives you. It could be all kinds of things. So it's not limited to the scope of what shamanism represents. You know, and and, I mean, I've I've been doing that since I was 18 years old. I never stopped either. You know, it was never, I never took off time to go to the clubs. Never took off time to pursue a career. Right, I mean, my careers after all that started, yeah, and I go far. It's going to be manual labor. I can't dedicate any time to brain crunching numbers for a company of any kind. Right, it, it had to be simple. It had to be washing dishes, maybe cooking food, and that could even be too stressful because you have to apply all of your energy into that path. Mm-hmm. So everything's got to get simplified, cut the fat. So, you know, I didn't live in luxury in any kind. I didn't take fucking world vacations and go sit on beaches. (laughs) This is what I've done for this many years, you know? And it's like, if that doesn't count for something in the plant medicine world where dieta is everything, then go fuck yourself. (laughs) Seriously, just go fuck yourself because I have no no, no value. Well, because, you know, I've had a couple people say that to me. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Well, what they imply... In their slyness, it's like you imply whatever you want. You know, it's like I take this fucking seriously. I mean, this what's looking out of my eyeballs, there is nothing more important to me than that. At all. Nothing. Not a relationship, not a friendship, not a fucking healing center, not a fucking maloka, not a fucking ceremony, not a fucking religion, not a set of beliefs, not a books, not even Carlos Castaneda himself. The most valuable thing I've got is what's looking out of my eyeballs. And the thing that I am going to honor the most is what's looking out of my eyeballs. Can I honor it looking out of someone else's? Yeah, if they haven't put a turd in the way. Mm. Right? A turd they call themselves. I don't see how you do that anyway. Well, it's called ego identity. It's called being offended. It's called need to defend. It's called being a fucking people pleaser, doing all the bullshit that really makes life even worse than it already was. You know, to be real, to be a real f- fucking animal here. You know, like, yeah, this is a predatorial universe. This isn't the place to act all, you know, uh, timid. This is not a world to be timid in, is it? Mm-mm. I don't yeah. think it is. Yeah. It doesn't seem like it would serve you much. But anyway, that's my. Anyway. Let my cackles go. <laughs> cackles. <laughs> Grow. Because it. it this is, it's like the, to me, it, it, this is the thing. I mean, for anybody else, I mean, I get it. Their thing is this is their thing. No, the thing for me that is so fucking important that if I'm going to put anything out in the world, it, you got to be what's looking out of your eyeballs and stop fucking with it. Stop deciding whether this is good or not. You just go do it. Well, how do I know it's the right thing? You'll know. The minute you act, you'll know. Whether you just acted out of your own fucking weirdness and intention and bullshit and game, or if you acted what life put in front of you to act out, it's going to feel vastly different. Mm-hmm. One's going to be empowering, one's going to teach you, and the other one is going to make you, well, I got to go chase that experience again and again and again and again because it's lifeless. It has nothing to do with being alive, and it's not going to be propped up by life. It's not going to grow like a tomato. It's going to show up like a fucking whore on Fifth Avenue, and when mm-hmm. she's done, she's gone. That's what that offers. The identity doesn't offer you anything else. It offers you a quick fix for your fucking desire. And your desire comes from your desperation. There's no other way around that. No, no, mine's different. Fuck off. 
Fuck off. That's not true. You're, we, we all are all terrified about what's intrinsically real about being alive. Mm-hmm. There's no fucking doubt about that. You don't even know what's looking out of your fucking eyeballs, but you know the world you're in. You don't know what's looking out of your eyeballs, but you're pretty fucking sure you know about life. That's fucking ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Well, you know, what looks out of your eyes is the randomness of the fucking universe. Mm. Fuck off. It's a living presence, obviously. It's looking out of your eyeballs, animating you. There's got to be a reason to this. And what are you doing to find out what the reason of this is? Really? Another skirt? Chase another fucking skirt? Have another fucking relationship with someone you don't even fucking know? Okay, wow, this is this is how we're going to live? And we're going to call this integrity and freedom and being awakened and fuck off. This is bullshit. I, I, you know, to me, it gets real or I get fucking hermity real fast. That's how I've always been. Because mm. the minute, and it's hard for me, because the minute I see somebody, and again, you know, oh, you're judging. I get it. I get how people are going to feel. But when the thing looking out of my eyeballs, which I've spent many years developing a very decent relationship with, when it sees someone else, Being their identity and calling it their being, what life is putting in front of them, it's hard for me to not jump on them and tear them apart. Hmm. It is one of the most difficult things for me to do because I see that as a predator of all that's good about being alive. Hmm. And I just find myself to be cocky and arrogant maybe but a bigger fucking predator and is that for their benefit or your benefit or whose benefit well where we find ourselves because you know the thing that if i were to encourage anybody to do own your fucking power and quit fucking giving it away to your weakness and letting it fucking play with it like it's gems in a crown. It's a sharp sword or it's fucking worthless. Gems in a crown and fucking purple robes. Go fuck yourself. Show me a sharp fucking spade shovel and a fucking real, real inclination to do something that will actually move this forward. And if they're not there and they're not ready to be there, then what? Who's not ready? I'm just saying there's people that are but, just... But here, no, I'm, no I'm, 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 yeah. what I'm asking is, who is this who that's not ready? Because the thing living inside is ready, ready to grow to at any yeah. moment. So what is the thing inside that can't? And, and should we cater to that? As a species that is up, going up in consciousness, should we adhere to the lowest common denominator? So victimhood, essentially. Essentially. But people can get so defeated in that. It's like, how do I get the hell out? We'll be recycled. It's a large universe. I'm just go saying. It's Back to be, stardust should go. If there is no personal power and it's needed to go up or more conscious and you don't know where to get that or what to do. You're fucked. Yeah. With a capital F. And that's not uncommon. Right? Well, I think, it's un- I think the only reason that that situation is not uncommon is no one, let's put it this way. People have a lot of ideas about life. 
very little engagement with the forces of it, actually. Now, they'll engage the forces when they see the effects of it, but not beforehand. So when something has to be done, something's done, but not before then. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's it's a tough one. There, mm-hmm. There's no fucking yeah. doubt. It's that's a tough nut to crack. You know, if you don't know what to, to you know, if you don't even know what life is, you don't even get you, you never took any time to really go. Hmm. I mean, I sat around a lot. You know, I was thinking about this the other day. But from the time I was probably you know seventeen and a half, that's when I really got job job full time jobs. And up until I was probably about nineteen. I mean, there were times where I would leave my car at work and walk 13 miles down a railroad track. Occasionally, a track would come by, but there's nobody around. You know, it was before, you know, people were doing weird shit under the bridge. I mean, in, you know, it's out in Orange County, California at the time. I would just walk up and down those railroad tracks and just really trying to get clearer with what not what I want to be in the world and what I want to do. And I'm not there with a notebook writing notes to myself or trying to come up with poems and songs and lyrics. No, it was just, what is looking out of my, I've been asking this question my whole life. What is looking out of my eyeballs and where is it looking from? And what is that? You know, it's like, well, you'll never, you know, I've been, I've heard from people, you'll never know. And it's like, well, if that's the attitude you have, you won't. But in my experience, and this is going to be an indictment. I get it. Most people give lip service and maybe some imaginative idea to what's looking out of their eyeballs. But in most of their choices, they don't regard that at all. At all. The only thing they're looking for is, where's the shiny nugget going to come from my behavior? I do this, I get that punishment reward. And that what's looking out of your eyeballs exists far beyond punishment reward. Because I don't see a natural system that's a punishment reward system. Do you? There's pred- Does that tree there's- get fucking scolded for not standing up straight? Well, if it's a predatory universe, that implies predatory and prey. That's not necessarily reward and punishment. I'm just saying there's things that are consumed and things that but, get I consumed. Mean, but, yeah, but see, we got a system that protects... The week that would have been taken out by the predator a long time ago. Well, that's the society we live in. It's not a meritocracy. It's a no. It's club, ran by nerds. It's a kleptocracy. Club it <laughs> it's ran by all the kids that were bullied in school. Something. Don't like bully that. kids in school. They turn out to be <laughs> hedge fund managers and narcissists. Narcissists, and they own Microsoft and what was, what among was other things. Well, no, I, I mean, but that's that's different than the thing looking out of your eyeballs, though. Anything in this universe, anything here, like physically here. So like that predatory universe. <clears throat> yeah, we might live in a predatory universe, but the thing looking out of your eyeballs doesn't live in a predatory universe. I don't know. <laughs> You're onto something. I, I mean, but like, I mean, that's what my experience has shown me, especially down in the jungle. The state of consciousness that we exist in is the predatory mm-hmm. universe. It, it It's not even that there's just one of them. It's the predatory field right. inside of this conscious universe. And 
human beings can to rise above it, well, you're going to have to rise above what that predator needs, needs from you, mm -hmm. which is your docile, your docile nature. You're not wanting to make waves, your ability to behave and obey and consume like a good little consumer, right? Here's your sports. Go watch them. Here's your beer. Go drink it. Here's your fucking rave. Go play. And we'll take care of everything else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so you go be ignorant little children. And when we tell you shit's going to hit the fan, you listen to us because we're the adults in the room. That's a game to be played, right? But if you are what's looking out of your eyeballs and you have not adhered to any, signed any contract with any of that, you're not susceptible. You know, it's like, well, they can get you. Oh, sure, they can get you. No doubt. I mean, they could, you know, they could not like what I'm saying, stomp through that door right now and go, we're going to take you out. It's like, yeah. Out of what? <laughs> right? You're not going to mm -hmm. take me out of my life. Right. You might take me out of this world so I can't talk into a microphone. Yeah, but you haven't done anything to me. I mean, I've, I've, I've definitely discovered that over the years. People ask me, do you believe in reincarnation? I'm like, no. You'd have to actually die to do that. So, no, but I do believe in amnesia. Mm -hmm. I do oh, believe yeah. in amnesia that can last for an infinity. And you know what I call that? Hell. Because you never know what the fuck's going on. You're always getting in fucking trouble. Shit's always going down. You always get to that point where I'm, fuck, I'm tired. I've had enough. I'm tired. I'm tired. Mm -hmm. How are you today? I'm tired. How are you today? I'm tired. I'm tired. I'm tired. Fuck. Mm -hmm. So then get what happens to everybody else around. How are you today? I'm tired. How are you today? I'm tired. Oh, wow. Everybody's tired. Huh. Did we all drink the fucking Kool-Aid? Are we all going to put on black robes now and fucking start a cult? <laughs> right? So it's like, how are you going to approach the thing looking out of your eyeballs? If you're going to approach that which is looking out of your eyeballs, you better get ready for a whole lot of mysterious shit going down real fast. Mm -hmm. And you better be ready for your life to turn into an adventure that your identity has not signed up for. Because it hasn't. Right. It has no idea what the fuck is about to take place. Be with that. And, in, and I see that's where we're sitting. Everybody's like, what the hell is about to happen? Right. But it's happening so slow. It's just so agonizing. <laughs> Look, can we just get it over with now? It's like, nope. nope. That's not how this stuff works. And for you to completely change your matrix of existence is going to take, I mean, it's, wow. I mean, the shit that's going to happen is going to be, it's going to, a lot of people are just going to go nuts. I can see a future where people will just spontaneously combust. Seriously. I'm not kidding. Just seriously. You know, 25-year-old having a heart attack. Yep. Boom, boom, boom. Down they go. Down they go. Down they go. Younger and younger. Boom, boom, boom. What is this? It's the vaccine. Are you sure? Yeah, it could be. I mean, but it's not happening to anybody else. My daughter's got them. They don't seem to be having any of that problems. I guess it's men more than women. You know, in that sense. But still, it's, you know, they can't, they can't take away what's looking out of your eyeballs. And if you're that, you're already free. Does that make you dangerous? Well, I mean, you can be if you want. I mean, no one's going to stop you, right? You can go completely fucking mad. But 
I think for those who truly develop a deep relationship with what's looking out of their eyeballs, life itself, it removes from you any nefarious agenda. And it just puts in front of you progress towards being outside of amnesia. Because until you recognize what the power of a human being is, you're suffering under amnesia. And that power, that's the power of the universe itself. I mean, there's something so fucking amazing about the human being, but they have not the power stored to see it. And that power is not like a superpower no, of some feat of no. strength or domination. It's the it's power of presence. Open the door to the next level of consciousness. It's just presence. Yeah. Essentially, not just presence, but it manifests as a deeper presence. It's the ability that no matter how much you enjoyed the party, no matter how many friends you made in the party, no matter how many times you got to wear that tuxedo and eat the drink from the chocolate fountain, to recognize the party is over. It's time to turn out the lights and walk away. And human beings were there. It's time to shut this down and re-assimilate ourselves in a different way. Now, are we going to do that? Probably not. It's a hope. Well, But it needs to be a deep, deep-seated, sit down, get real clear with what's looking out of your eyeballs. Not what's looking out of his or his or his or what that fucking person's doing over there. Fuck it. It's obviously beyond your control. We all know that. And you're all frustrated, so you're all beyond that. But when did, when do we have the relationship of what's looking out of our eyeballs? Because nine times out of ten, that's not a relationship. That's a mental masturbation about what that could be. Not a direct experience of what it actually is. It's a thought about is, it. Right? Mm -hmm. A thought about it. We think that's what it is. It's like... It's the thought. That's like saying my thought about that cup of coffee is a cup of coffee. Well, it's not. It needs to be in front of me. Mm -hmm. You know, and there's, in order to have that engagement with spirit, well, you have to engage it and not have ideas about it, thoughts about it, thoughts about what an engagement with it would be mm -hmm. like. Mm -hmm. Let go of all that, directly engage it. Well, how do you engage spirit? Shut up and just look out of your eyeballs. Let that dance in the environment around you and just don't do anything with it and see what happens and see where that rabbit pops out from. Maybe a bush you were not expecting. Mm -hmm. And then when it does show itself, don't try to deflect it with thought. That's the hardest part, mm -hmm. to be able to step into that state of presence and not narrate it or be concerned about something or get a little umph of energy, a spark from it, and then go run off on some manic tangent with that mm. to be able to hold that. Because those that are really after happiness, they end up with manicness. Well, yeah, happiness is so fluffy and not not fulfilling. Right. It's If you want happiness, then try heroin. <laughs> <laughs> kind of. Like... You want to feel no pain. You want to feel like a, an elated state. Yeah, Heroin's good yeah. for that. Okay. It, it, it is, but it's not necessarily the best way to. Well, it's not a long-term solution to the problem. No. So if it's not happiness, <laughs> then it's satisfaction, and satisfaction is what satisfaction is actually engaging with life in a way that may be really hard. Most likely will be. Mm -hmm. But just because it's hard doesn't mean it's a good path. Also, just because you've made a hard life doesn't mean you've. you've you don't make it. it right? Yeah. 
there's that. That's just it. I mean, what what life have you uh, of all the people who've been on planet Earth? What life have they made that fucking goes beyond them? Well, I mean, yeah. other than people's inventions, ideas, and ways of government, I get all that. But then themselves, no, there's nothing there anymore. Right? It's just it's gone. It's like what what identity has anybody made that's really launched it? Anyone anywhere? There just isn't real, you know. And it's and the more that we kind of latch on to this kind of surrogate way of seeing each other and that, you know, there's influencers now. Mm-hmm. They influence you. I like that person. I think the shoes they tell me to buy are the shoes I should buy. Yeah. Well, it's like, uh, yeah. And that's about the, the depth of the relationship you have with what's looking out of your eyeballs too. That, oh, it's there to sell me something. It's there to show me something. It's mm. there to provide me something. Mm. No, it's there to tell you you're a goddamn knucklehead and stop being a knucklehead. In every aspect of being alive on earth, you're a fucking knucklehead. Just stop being a knucklehead. Well, that's not that easy. Right. But if you work towards not being a knucklehead, You'll do less knuckleheaded things, and then you might be able to see the reality of life instead of your knuckleheaded bullshit. Yeah, you know what I mean? Well, we all choose a different form of knuckleheadness. Hmm? There's a lot of different ways to do it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like I particularly like my brand. Well, of course, everybody's a preference towards well, their of course they brand. Do. <laughs> of course they do. But it's like I'm not out there to broadcast that and have anybody pay attention to it. Not my knuckleheadedness, you know. Like when I'm going around the woods acting like a clown. Not my knuckleheadedness. I'm not putting videos of that up. Mm. You know, it's just not really a thing. I mean, what you do in your what anyone does in your life, you know, some people find it really interesting. It's like, I don't. I just never really have. I mean, I'm not, you know, say, so you want to go see a movie? It's like, I'd just rather live. It's, you know, it's a better movie anyway. All the things are tangible. It's not coming out of a screen. I, you know, it's like I don't. There's certain people I like to listen to because I like their jib. I like the cut of their jib, so to speak, right? And I and and there are some people out there that when when I hear them speak, I f- this is actually really true. There's a few of them that when they're on and I'm listening to it. I don't even have to try to process what they're saying because the same spirit that's influencing that in them, I feel like is directly communicating with me. It's like, Ooh, so it gives it this kind of amplified life force around it, which means it's more of a participatory state than a listening and, you know, trying to find new information. Mm-hmm. It's right. never been a, for me, it's never been about getting information about anything. It's like, well, I need to have information about how to meditate. It's like, you need information about how to shut the fuck up and not have any information going through your head? What kind of information is going to get you to not latch on to information? Hmm? Which is it going to be? Focus on the breath. It's useful. Yeah, focus on the breath. It's useful. Count. One, two, three, do something. You know, and, and maybe you're distracting yourself by trying to occupy your mind. Mm hmm. With something to do. 
So it's like, how deep can you go when you got part of your awareness and attention on this thing going, focus on your breath, focus on your right. breath. It's like, okay, if I focused on my breath, how am I going to focus on what's looking out of my eyeballs? So, I mean, these things are great, but you need to take the next step. Right. Shut the fuck up and just be what's mm-hmm. looking out of your eyeballs. Mm-hmm. If you don't like the way that feels in the silence, then you got some fucking issues and you need to work them out. Because if you cannot... feel alive you, know, you got issues as long as you're feeling alive when you're sitting quietly you don't really have any issues i mean the main issue is you're not really alive you're pretending that's the main issue for everybody if you were actually to live the fullness of life meant for you and not get it all stolen by thoughts identities desires and fucking agendas all the time you just let it land that's the sanity you're looking for <laughs> You think your sanity is going to be in your plans? No fucking way. Your sanity is going to be in your need to not, in the removal of your need to have a plan. Yep. Right? It's like that, you know, the people that are probably the most admired throughout history, Buddha, right? Pretty admired guy. What'd he do? He sat under a Bodhi tree, just chilled the fuck out. Well, Jesus, but Jesus was a carpenter until the age of 12. When he just, when he, you know, it's like, how right. good of a carpenter was he really? And how long was he swinging that hammer, really? What did he do after that? Just walked around talking to people, healing people, doing, you know. It wasn't a career. Right. It wasn't flyers hanging around going, hey, Jesus is going to be here tomorrow. Show up. We're going to have a, we're going to have a drum circle with Jesus. We're gonna have a we're gonna have a healing ceremony with Jesus. Was, no, don't do any of that. He just walked amongst the people. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot going on right. there. Yeah, yeah. Because you know those disciples, guess what they were doing? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Drinking the ayahuasca, you know, doing something of that nature. Anyway, I mean, there's so many of them on the planet. I don't think they were doing much different than what pretty much the cultures that weren't getting city building building pyramids and you know butchering people and doing all that shit it wasn't that kind of stayed in the bush that kind of stayed with nature right i mean you know obviously there's some nefarious shit that goes down obviously but by and large you know that's kind of when jesus is walking around he's basically he's a shaman he's a medicine man right he's and this is what's going on it's like what what do you mean it's like he roamed the desert for what a couple of years something like that who does that indigenous people or the guy that has the flyer on the wall meet me at the cafe so i can enlighten you with your breath right who goes out in the desert for two years and just roams what do you suppose he's doing out there <laughs> i mean the desert implies cactus to me right so if that implies cactus and then the devil comes and tries to tempt him that's not a normal person's life. That's a medicine man's life. He's probably eating peyote, something of that nature. Something um, of a cactus type. Tapping into a state of being that has had probably been around forever, mm-hmm. but people lost their way. Right? And could how, what caused people to lose their way? You can't know that. That's the part you can't really know. And is that going to be resolved at some point that we get a resolution and a view of that? I don't know. I'm not holding my breath for that. 
at all. Because it could just be a matter of, you know, like where the earth and the sun are right now. No human beings been here before. It's not like we've been this way before. You're in a completely different place than you were 20 years ago. The sun's in a different place. So are you. You're in a different part of the of the galaxy. I mean, you know, if you look at the models, you know, this well, you know, you had the one you got in school where all the planets go around the sun. Right. That's not how it actually works. The sun is going like this, and the planets are spiraling behind it, right? Coming up into the orbit around it. But the sun is going around the center of the universe. It's like a galactic yeah. plane. It drops below it. It goes above it. It drops below Just doing this around the center well, we're of on the that, galaxy. That outer arm of the Milky Way. Right. You're way the fuck and out there. Milky Way is going around, and it takes long time i i forget what it is like 100, oh, 100 million years to get from one side of the galaxy all the way back i think around it was again. 250 million years to okay. go for the sun to go around the center of the galaxy once. yeah hmm. which means you are now at this point in time 250 million years ago what was going on dinosaurs comets upheaval right well that was all physical but there's another element in this past. It's been 250 million years. There are new things on the planet about to experience this 250 million year mark, right. which took out dinosaurs and comets and everything, which, an upheaval. It's also not going in a circle. It's also spiraling through the universe. So it's right. not back in the same spot either. It's right. in the same rotation relative to the center. But Right, but that galaxy's dancing around another one, right? So you're 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 in uncharted territory, always, right? And that you know, and right there, how are you going to have a deep relationship with what's alive inside of you, which is within that whole movement when you don't even recognize you you. It's Monday again. It's Mon You're never in the same place twice. Yeah, well, I would go to this building every day. The planet's not in the same place. You're not in the same energetic field. How are you going to have a direct relationship with life when you can't even understand how the energy changes as you move through the universe? You know, it's like if you don't understand cycles within at least your galaxy, how the fuck are you going to make sense out of anything? And how does someone do that? Science? Neil deGrasse Tyson? No, through what's looking out of your eyeballs, because it's the one mapping the trajectory. It's the one that's been doing it the whole time, and it's the force that's actually causing you to be animated. It's probably the force that's causing every other thing to be man to 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 be animated as well and alive. Right, so it knows where it is. The human doesn't. the The identity has no. But the fact that they, they can basically, oh, it's we're, we're back here again. We're back here again. We're back here again. That element of the human is the one that would favor its abuser over the unknown. Mm. Right? So it's like there's going to be a lot of letting go of a lot of things that are in kind of intrinsic patterns to the way we live on planet Earth. That shit's going to, I mean, I is going to change so drastically. Like I said, from what I can gather, 
in, yeah, there's no way for anyone to imagine what's going to happen. There can be people, I mean, there's a lot of people saying, well, this is what's going to happen, this is going to happen, this is going to happen. I don't think any of that is even close to what will actually happen. You know, because, you know, you go deep enough into those, you know, those medicine states and you get beyond those veils and you see what's operating. Oh, yeah, that we we have no idea how different our daily life could get in a second. And I don't mean disastrous or good or bad. I mean, you are existing on a completely different frequency altogether. And I think, I, you know, I do think there's people already experiencing this, that they'll sit there and suddenly they're in a completely different dimension of reality. And they're having a hard time coping with being the human that everybody knows them in a particular reality and it shifts and it shifts and it shifts. Matter of fact, that was part of the process you go through with the, the you know, the path of the Nawal gone one. You have to go through these and they'll shift 10 times in a day. You'll be in 10 different locations within reality and dimensions within consciousness within a day. You have to be able to under, you know, take that shifting of that so fast to where we always want to hold something down. This is who we are. This is how we feel. This is what we do. That's got to go away. To be what's looking out of your eyeballs, it is going to interact with what's present. It's not going to try to make anything static. It's always going to be in a constant flux. So you have to be able to deal with different energies coming at you from all different directions all the time. That, you know, a part of you will be here drinking your coffee, looking out the window, but a bigger chunk of you is going to be six galaxies over in another dimension dealing with something on an energetic level that might land here, but whatever's sitting here ain't doing. You understand what I mean? Yeah, it's out there. (laughs) It's beyond rationality and reason. Mm -hmm. And once those two things are proven to be um, essential, but very capable of being turned into a trap, that that changes everything. Once you realize that rationality and reason can, as much as it can be a useful tool, it's also a very formidable trap that a lot of people get caught in. Right. And life itself, the life force within, there's nothing trappy about it. Right. So it's, you know, how do you stay out of those traps of the society and be able to really get free of it and continue on your conscious journey that you are on? That, that's why everybody's going crazy because they're being blocked from it. That's what suicide is. That's what everything is. I'm at my wit's end. Well, you're not at your wit's end. You're at the gate where there's a bunch of fucking people standing there and guards saying, you shall not pass. And you don't have to listen to that. You can move past that. But it's not going to be something that you're going to stream on Facebook. It's not going to be you're going to get a bunch of people signed up for some fucking seminar about it. It's going to go on within you. Because there's nothing here that can hold you at this vibration. No amount of 5G or fucking chemtrails or shots or anything is going to hold anybody at this vibration when they have removed the identity enough to be prepared to move beyond this place. I find that to be very real. You know, is it bittersweet? Sure, it's bittersweet. Because you're so enamored of this place. You know names here. 
you have history here. There you don't have history, you just have presence. Mm -hmm. Right? So when you want to exchange your presence for your history, how much longer do you want to do that? How much do you want to usurp a large chunk of your life force so you can have some history? I would rather have presence. Right? And I just feel that, you know, we can all try to make a deal with God that, you know, we're just going to clean this mess up and everything's going to go back to normal. It's all going to be beautiful. Nah, it's not the prayer I would say. Annihilate this delusion and annihilate the world it's created and annihilate all the lies and all of the vacuous waste of life force. Remove it from the human experience and remove it from existence permanently and forever. Let us live in energetic reality as it was originally meant for the human, which is far beyond the uh, conditioning they're living under now. Is that just an internal shift? Or is that sounds like it also has external activities as well to be part of that? When that which makes all things... And that which holds all things, and that which continues all things, decides to be done with this. And I don't, I'm not trying to give it a persona. But when within its own existence, its own presence, its own creation, it decides enough is enough, there's not a fucking thing any human being able is gonna human beings gonna be able to do about that at all. When it decides enough of your petty games on planet Earth, goodbye. And if we don't think that could happen, there's a lot of cities under the ocean mm -hmm. that used to be a thriving place that are fucking gone. Egypt was a jungle, vibrant. It's a fucking sandlot now that nothing will grow in. So, you know, when it's decided to be done with it, it's done with it. And, you know, and there's, there's like even, I can't remember where it was. It was in the Bible where God basically said where um, Babylon was, nothing will ever grow here again. Nothing will ever take root here ever again. And you go to that place, it's barren as fuck and still is. And you could pump water into that place all you want and you can build your golf courses on the fucking sand. Yeah, great. And you can pretend that that's being propped up by life itself, but that's all you're doing and it will fail you at some point and you're going to lose. This is how it is. I mean, there's no way around that. When, when life itself decides that I've watched enough of this world, it will annihilate it like it has before, like it will again. And I say, let it happen. Oh, so many people. That's the problem. You're yep. delusional in thinking there's any people here in the first place. There's just life force here, propping up, animating form. Who are the fucking people? Oh, I'm I'm important. Mm. No, you're not. You're a blade of grass in a field of blades of grass. You are a grain of beach sand among a bunch of grains of beach sand. And, in t and it's since we no longer understand that, then maybe a little um, divine annihilation is probably so just what we need. It's an apocalyptic event, then. Well, what does apocalypse mean? If you think about it, apocalypse, 
it if you if you look at the root word it means to the great revealing it reveals to reveal that's what it means you know to, to uncover that which has been covered so the apocalypse really is you're going to full consciousness Here's what I think it is. You're going to full consciousness, and then and only then will you actually know what you've been doing. And I mean, a lot of people going, I fucked up. When they go to full consciousness and all of their behaviors, all of their desires, all of their agendas, all of what they made important in their life is shown to them in the clearest way it could be to where they can't even escape the truth of it. A lot of people are going to go, oh, fuck, I fucked up. And there's going to be very few that go, yeah, I knew that. I knew that was coming. I cleaned my shit up soon because I didn't want to deal with that. That, yeah, the shit was there and it's stained, yes, but I spent time washing those stains. I didn't spend all my time making more because I've been taken to those states of consciousness where you, your, your awareness is peaked. There's nothing you've done that escapes you. And to look at your life from that place for a long time can be really fucking spooky. Because you see that the usurper of your presence is you. And that the enemy of your true presence is you. And that everything that takes you outside of the presence of spirit is you. And you want to talk about a fucking nasty fucking road to walk. Because you got to stop that thing from doing it. And it's as much a part of you as you're a part of you. So you don't get to just kick it out and be done with it and purge it in a bucket and go, I'm free. Mm. No, it's going to be following you around. It's going to be attached at the hip, even when you don't fucking want it to be. Like a bad fucking boss you can't shake because you need the paycheck. It's like, oh, what the fuck? That's, you know, shit, that sucks. Just is. You know, and it's like, I... Maybe I'm going, you know, maybe, I don't know. Maybe I'm pushing too far ahead for humans. Maybe that's just fancy talking, you know, magical thinking for some. But I don't see any magic in thought. But I do see it in presence. And I do see it in ceremonies. I do see it in what's looking out of my eyeballs. I see it in the trees in these woods. I see it in the space between the trees in these woods. A presence. It's always there. It's in the rocks. It's in the trees. It's in the sky. It's in the wind. Right? It's in my appreciation of it. It's in its recognition of me. It's in all of that. And like, that is such a rich experience and a direct communication with spirit looking out of your eyeballs. There's, uh, there's very little more you could ever want. You know, if you want to associate with people, you got to have some wants. Otherwise, you're going to be the weird up man out. They won't know what to do with you if you don't have any wants. So, you, yeah, kind of, if you want to, you know, mingle with people, well, you're going to have to, you know, not even pretend you have some wants. Have some. Take them as seriously as want is. Right? Don't, you know, too many people get invested in things that don't need you involved in them at all. It's like, so know where your involvement is. Know when to enjoy something and when to let it go. Know when to shut this party down. Right? Know when to go, okay, that's enough. Bar's closed. 
y'all need to go home. You know, you got to know when, within yourself, even when people go manic, they don't know how to shut that down. They just go, 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 and they run out of sleep until they go completely fucking on the, off the rail. They don't know how to stop it. Right? So they don't know how to stop depression. They don't know how to stop anxiety. They don't know how to stop jealousy, concern, worry, doubt, fear. But they could stop love dead in its tracks. They could stop life force dead in its tracks and not even be miffed about it for a moment. But they can't stop the negative things. So it's like, who are you listening to? Where are you getting your information from? What identity is lurking in you that you got so much allegiance to that life itself uh, is weak within you? That you need something. That you need a certain thing to happen. And if it doesn't, it's not a good day. How weak is your connection to life itself? That mere human activity is going to replace it. Replace the joy of pure existence with a game of bowling and beer with your friends. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm harsh that way. I, I'm not here to, you know, I'm not, I don't really care much for what humans involve themselves in. Most of it, I think, is nonsense. That's me, though. I mean, I don't, you're awful. No, I'm not going to do that. I just, for me, from where I sit, and I have the right to say it, most of what I see human beings do is absolute nonsense. Well, yeah. Go, well, you don't do much of anything. Yeah, but at least it's not completely nonsensical. You know, it's like what, 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 what are you chasing with this move you're doing? What is this going to bring you that isn't a fucking headache and a problem? Because most of what the mind chases, that's what people complain about, right? Or somebody in the way of what they're chasing. Mm-hmm. Competition for what they're chasing. And they complain about that. And then when they get what they chased, it's, huh, goes on a shelf because we're chasing this now. It's like, this is what you're doing with your life. And you call this progress. You call this a good life. You call this, uh, you're, you're living hashtag best life ever. <laughs> really? Really? That's how it's going to go? To, I, I, you know, we could wrap this up. But, where I'm coming from, just so everybody is, is clear when they watch this or if they listen to this, I have no hope for the human endeavor. I'm not saying I want it to end or I think it's a disaster. I have no hope for it. Zero. Because it's just an effect of something else. So what I'm interested in is how much of a concise, where you're not important relationship can you have with what's looking out of your eyeballs? To such a degree that you're not in doubt of what life force is. And that's, you know, the human endeavors are for human aspirations. Endeavors and awareness are spiritual aspirations. Right, to become, because again, once you cross through those veils, 
all the fractally weirdness. It's got you puking and freaking out and wondering what the fuck. Wow, it's all freaky looking mm-hmm. fractals everywhere, man. It's just a big wow. Once all that drops and you see the life that exists beyond that veil, yeah, yeah, there's nothing here of human endeavor that yeah. fucking matters. Really, any of it. Well, we need cars. We know you're you're stuck here in this kind of you know place within consciousness. So you're just filling it with shit to do. And you know, it's like that's where I'm probably a little more harsh. That that's belittling all of human endeavor. Not actually, because all of human endeavor has led us to the mountain and the cliff. And the path is across the big gap. So it's led us to this point. Now um, we have to do something a little more natural. A natural evolution of something within ourselves so we can fly across that gap. Instead of building a fucking circus on the edge because we're too afraid to jump. Which is what I see all human endeavor is. All of it. It's like, well, we're building these big empires. On the side of a cliff. We're assuming everything we're building on the cliff is real, yeah? Right. We don't know where that the path of life actually leads across that gap. You know, and you can't make enough shit to fill it. You just got to get light enough to float over it. Which means goodbye world. Which means goodbye head. Which means goodbye identity which means goodbye any ideas of success that have nothing to do with your being alive. Just, just where I stand with that. So, you know, I limit my activity as much as I can because I don't see a point in it. You know, the activity I do is what life calls me, life calls me. I mean, I kind of explain it by I just do what is in me to do that I can't not do. So that's what I do. And I learn from that. And I try not to do anything else. And not to say I won't be helpful to someone if they need help with something. Fine, sure, I'll go do that. But I have no necessity for activity. I only have a necessity for presence and awareness and life itself. Because there's nothing else without it. And all the activity in the world won't increase that in me. Me acknowledging it will increase it in me. And in order to acknowledge it, I gotta have the energy to acknowledge it. So I gotta pull that out of distractionary behavior, which means trim the fat, which means not so much activity, which means sitting with yourself and you to find out how fucking insane you actually are. Oh, you don't like what I like? Great. Uh, you wanna be a vegan? Be a vegan. I don't give a shit. You know, it's like, oh, are you a carnivore? Uh, I thought we were wrapping it up. Yeah, but you know what I mean, though. It's like, anyway, Anyway. we could go on and on, and we will on episode 27. We'll go on again and again and again. Well, thanks for being here. This was a good night. Did you get anything out of this? Did you get anything out of this? Mm -hmm. Did I get anything out of this? Yes, I did. Uh How about you over there, Jacob? <laughs> I guess that's me. Well, I know what he got yeah. out of it. When we're done, he's going to go, you know what we need? A new camera over <laughs> oh, no, That's what no, he got no. out of it. No. Uh, uh, a I new shopping list. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, well, that's this is Wide Awake in Babylon podcast. Tell your friends, tell your family to join us in the revolt against stupidity. 
our own stupidity, <laughs> not the stupidity of the world, because the stupidity of the world is our stupidity. But I hope you get something out of this. Again, if you got any questions, ask. You you know, you got any comments, leave them. Um, if you can go on Spotify and give this a little boost, a little love, you know, maybe we can continue to do this. We'll continue to do it anyway. But Probably. <laughs> it would be nice to get a little more presence out there. So, we'll you know, um, we're going to get to that point where we actually launch this kind of a thing. Kind of, you know, some thing. <laughs> Hey, 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 hey,